You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you might be listening from, wherever you are in the world, you are doing superbly well. The bloke you're about to hear from, his name is Jimmy Rose, and he is the bloke at the centre of a band from Melbourne called Dieblaze. They're an excellent thrash metal outfit, so I do encourage you to go online and check out the band's music. Let's hear what Jimmy has to say. Here we go. Mate, welcome to the show. I was driving through the winding roads of northern New South Wales recently, listening to Smelted, Reformed and Doomed at a reasonable volume, of course. Now, a pack of five or six Ferraris drove past. And as I was admiring the design and the engineering of the Ferraris, I thought it was such a great thing to be able to listen to your stellar EP and live in a world where Ferraris exist. So on that note, (laughs) (laughs) Smelted, Reformed and Doomed, mate, I've got to hand it to you. It is the best straight-up metal release I have heard in so long, years. What is the inspiration? Wow, thanks. Jeez. And that's from any artist anywhere in the world, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you know, so big praise, uh, but I mean it. Uh, yeah, cool. What is the inspiration behind creating such a magnificent collection of four tracks? Um, well, it's we've, it's just, it's this, it's straight after the album, I suppose, um, where we work a lot and that we're running out a bit of time. We wanted, it's, to get something out as soon as possible after the first album, we knew it couldn't be uh, a full release. So we, you know, a bunch of riffs sitting around and developed them into um, into the three songs. And we've been playing the Slayer song, which is on the EP for a while live as well. And we wanted to um, juice that up and harmonise it and and do all a little bit of different stuff to that song. Um, so that was always floating around to do that as well so yeah so we just worked on those three songs as quick as we could to um get another release out and and that's what um that's what happened Hmm. so i did a review of the ep for metal obsession and this is what i said about the guitar playing quote the guitarists are particularly skilled in offering lessons in the dark art of very fast down picking with alternate picking strokes keeping pace with the galloping bass drum. So if you couldn't already tell, of course, I am a musician. I'm not a metal musician, by the way. I play funk and disco music, but I totally got what you guys are doing from a technical perspective. So my question is, how long have you been playing for? And tell us all about your influences, because it's what you were doing is rather technical to the trained ear and to anybody that's untrained, it probably sounds very complicated and as though you've got a high level of expertise on the six string. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, I mean, we were... You know, we're we're all in our late thirties and that. We've been playing since we were kids, so mm. um, you know, we're, we're teenagers of you know of of the early nineties. So I mean, we've got a big thrash metal um, you know thing going on, and and early death metal thing going on. You know, just the the wave of all that early death metal from Earache and yeah, and Roadrunner. Um, yeah, of course, a lot. You know, a lot of Deicide and. Um, you know, in terms of just all the stuff that what those labels were, you know, hmm. pushing out, I suppose, and we were hearing it and loving it as, as young teenagers. And obviously the the 80s thrash, um, heavy, he- heavily into that. So, I mean, we, yeah, well, kids playing guitar, that was the music that was around it. We were loving it. And we were just learning their songs. So, um, and you obviously learn, you know, if you're right into it, you, you get right amongst it when you're a teenager, when you've got spare time. And, hmm. And um, that's how, that's that's how, yeah. Because like me and Nick, actually the guitarists, like we, we grew up together. Like we were in a death metal band as teenagers together, and we had a bit of time apart, and then we're back together in um, in Dieblaze together. So I mean, we kind of learn our chops together as kids. Mm. Um, and then um, I mean, I met Nori 
um, the drummer, our drummer. Mm-hmm. Nori, I met Nori maybe 10 years ago or something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I was playing in stoner rock bands and stuff like that through the late 90s and early 2000s and hadn't really played um, sort of metal stuff for a while. And, um, yeah, I just I actually started chatting to Nori and we, you know, had a, a love for Slayer and all that stuff. We just started mucking around with some riffs and, and then... Um, you know, we got in, as you know members you know, starting in contact with Nick again, and the band just developed us um, through that. So we gone back to our roots and started um, doing what we love, I suppose, like mm. <laughs> trying to play fast. <laughs> and, uh, I can tear that. Yeah, and yeah, and, yeah, and, um, and hassle each other on how how this how these riffs go. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about Nori's drumming for a sec because it is it is some of the most musical that I've heard from a heavy metal band. It's it's as if Dave Lombardo has been given a few lessons from Will Calhoun from Living Colour. That's how I describe his drumming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's awesome. That's it's, cool. it's heavy and very metal, but he also, being a funk guy and a disco guy, I'm really attuned to drummers that can put a solid swing into their playing, and he's got it in spades. So, yeah, you know, I can appreciate that, as I say, because I'm a musician, but what can you tell me a bit more about him? Is he... Is he um, what was his journey? Uh, I know you're. Ask, I'm asking you to talk on his behalf, but I've just been so impressed with his drumming. I'd just like to know a little bit more about him. Okay, cool. Well, what I know because Nori's from Japan. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. He, and he, yeah, and he, Nori played in hardcore bands in Japan. He, he's a straight out thrash metal dude. Like he's a little bit older than me, um, but he, we've got very similar music tastes and the sort of you know the same sort of bands growing up and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so he's from Japan, and um, he played in a hardcore band called Numb. Um, and so I think he toured here a couple of times, maybe in the early two thousands with Numb. And he knows a bit of the grindcore scene in Melbourne and a few other people. And um, yeah, yeah, I think he just ended up for some reason he just decided he wanted to live in Australia. So. Um, I'm not sure what happened to Numb, maybe. I think they still are going. Mate. Yeah, but obviously not with them and he moved to Australia. And uh, me and him were in another band together at first. We were doing, we we're going to do a, a rock sort of band or something. I can't really remember. It was, it was a while ago. But we were, yeah, we, were, we were together and we were going to do a rock band and we just started playing Slayer covers yeah. <laughs> instead. And, and that band sort of fell apart and then we kept, together and um yeah we just kept doing thrash metal so um or death metal yes. thrash metal whatever you want to call it so yeah but yeah so nori's got yes yeah, so he's from japan he's got a early hardcore thing from the early like maybe late 90s 2000s and mm. and um yeah but he's a straight out metalhead and yeah and then so he's uh we did this he does this in Australia now. So, yeah, yeah no, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was in a band for years with a Japanese singer. The actually the only originals music I've got that would be on Apple Music is in a band called Cross Trigger, and we had a Japanese singer. Um, he's a good, okay, still cool. a good mate of mine. He's moved back over there, but um, yeah, I've got some experience yeah. working with it with a Japanese musician. And um, let's talk about how you write songs, okay? So a lot of bands do that shared riff bank in the cloud thing where they record things onto their iPhone and then just upload it into the cloud and share it around via a Dropbox account or a Box account or whatever it might be, Google Drive. But you guys sound like you're a band that actually get together and you show the band how a riff goes and then you work it out in a rehearsal room. Am I bang on point there or am I, have I got it around the wrong way? 
No, no, you're bang on point. We're old school like that. Um, I mean, we had started sharing risks with Dropbox and stuff like that, um, you know, and not handing each other tapes. <laughs> oh, there's something cool <laughs> um, about stuff that. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done yeah, that. Um, but, <laughs> oh, we did that for a long time. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we're, that's, that's, yeah, we're, it's, it's, I mean, we, we challenge ourselves. I mean, you know, that trash and death metal and all that stuff, it's, it's always a challenge and you, you've got to try and learn new stuff and, and try and make new sense. So many bands now over the last three decades, I mean. But, um, yeah, we just, you come up with a riff. It's a strong riff, I suppose. And, and then um, you have to show everyone and Nori will nod his head or say, Yes or no, and <laughs> fix it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, no, it goes from there, I suppose. Yeah, and then we develop a song from it. So mm. yeah, but um, it's just uh, it just takes a little bit longer now as you get a bit older and you get busy and stuff like oh, that. God, but yeah. um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we've got no plans of stopping. It just slows down a little bit. So yeah. Mm. Okay, different question for you now. Um, I'll try to ask as many Australian metal acts this particular question because I'm a, I'm 39 years of age. Been an active listener of Australian metal, i.e., I've actively sorted out whether it was Mortality and Cryogenic back in the day from Sydney, uh, Misery from up here, and Brisbane Allegiance from over there in, in Perth. There were so many wonderful metal bands, but then I just felt it dried up for a period of time. Um, in in terms of Australian music, we really our, our most um, certainly successful and probably critically acclaimed metal band for a couple of years there was Super Heist. Then it sort of went away a little bit. I know there were some bands bubbling beneath the surface, but. I feel like the last two or three years, Australian metal is in the strongest state that it has ever been, and I actually think we have collectively maybe one of the strongest scenes even globally, okay? And I'd use you guys as a case in point on there and your album that you've released there. I mean, but there are so many other wonderful artists. Like, I'm a very diverse metal listener. I don't stick to one genre. So Aversion's Crown, Parkway Drive, North Lane, um, Hybrid Nightmares down near, near you in Melbourne. There are so many wonderful bands around, and my first question would be, do you agree with what I've just said then? And also, just to offer some commentary about what your take on the, the state of Australian metal is. Uh, I think there's a lot of good bands out there. Like, um, there's a, there's a lot of great guitarists now. A lot of a lot of kids, uh, or you know, yeah. And there's just a, there is there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good um, guitarists out there. A lot of shredders now. A lot of people can play really really well. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure, maybe there was a little bit of a... I don't, I, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was around the grind scene a lot when I... You know, when I... Yeah, I remember seeing, like, a Bremlin and, and a lot of those kind of bands supporting, um, you know, Morbid Angel and stuff when I was yeah. a kid, and, and I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and you know, Melbourne, there's a lot of uh, fresh metal bands around Melbourne and, and they can all, all the guys can really play really well. Yeah, Desecrator. put a lot of effort oh, into it. Yeah, great stuff coming out yeah, of Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's, and, um, and they, the guys that have got time, you know, probably don't have kids and stuff like that. Like, they push hard too. They go on tour and, um, you know, like overseas and, you know, and do it hard, but they love it and they have a great time, um. Yeah, so there's yeah, there's all there's a lot of great bands out there, a lot of great bands. Look, I, because I've been, I, I spent some time probably, I would say on the periphery, just sort of listening because I had a career at Telstra and uh, I was really focusing on that. I was playing music every weekend still, but it was very hard going. So I basically have no room for anything else except for working. This is before I had kids, because before I've had the, my wife and I've got the two daughters we've got. 
Um, but I guess I've just tuned in in the last year, even the last 12 months or so, and the quality of the releases, to your point about the guitar playing, you're right on point with that one there. The quality of the musicianship that I'm hearing, I, I feel it's never been higher than, than the way it is right now. We've got young guitarists coming out and playing. I, there's a band I listened to the other night, like a Yenti style band from Melbourne that play a bit like animals as leaders, but with vocals. And I think yeah, I yeah. just I'm just blown away that that these young fellas and girls can sit down and hone their craft to the point because it takes hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of rehearsal to get it to that point. Even if you've got the talent, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. I think I think the internet helps a lot too, um, uh, which quickens up a few things. You know, especially for maybe. Um, you know, some some kids like um, that, you know, that want to shred and and, and learn leads. And I think it was a bit harder, like back in the day, without the without, without the, the internet, internet you couldn't go to the tab. Just, yeah, you just sort of yeah. You, I mean, you can just now you just you can sit there and watch dudes and I go, well, this is how you do an arpeggio, and you can do this tapping thing and all this kind of stuff, and and um and just have it kind of straight there, like and learn it. So I definitely see. I think I see that with a lot of the younger guitarists, um, bumped them up and and got them. You know, mm. going a lot quicker and 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 making those um, sounds that that the you know of the bands that they love listening to and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it makes it easier for them, um, which is great. It's fantastic. So, mm. but yeah, definitely all good. Your your musicianship is slap bang in the middle of what I'm talking about, though. I mean, there is some there are some tricky guitar parts in your music. It really takes you. What I've really enjoyed about it is the the kind of melody you've got in there. But it's still very technical insofar as I love Chuck Schuldiner's playing and um, Spiritual Healing as an album, for example, is one of my favourite metal albums. So I could actually yeah. compare your release here to that album uh, insofar as there's a lot of twists and turns and it's all very interesting. There are no bridging riffs that have sort of been lying around for a couple of years. Oh, well, this is my perception anyway. That you're just sort of thrown into the mix to just try to use them in a song and get them out there. Every, th every riff... Every turnaround, every bridge, every solo has a musical element that actually adds to the song. The three songs, the three original songs in there, I don't think you could have done anything different to them to improve them. You know that? And it's rare that I say that. <laughs> that's, that's great. Well, look, yeah, uh, riffs are, yeah, they're, they're, they're really important. So, I mean, we do um and ah a lot over it. It's like it, you can't, it's, they've got to be good riffs. Like, it's, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be like that. We we like, yeah. I think we like. I don't know. Maybe we like little things like, uh, maybe like rust in peace a little bit, like stuff like that, mm. where it gets a little bit, you know, moves around a little bit, or it's yeah. yeah. I'm not the time changes. I'm probably a bit more full on in, in that kind of stuff. But mm. yeah, a little bit. So I, I think I read. Um, you said something about um at the drive-in with one of the parts. Absolutely. Of the and, yeah. And so, so to us, that that was a that was like oh let's do a carcass kind of thing. <laughs> so that right. that was our, that was our kind of like let's get on the high notes and sort of try and do a carcass kind of thing. But um, I can hear that now. Yeah, I didn't put yeah. that together. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if I say that, do you hear that? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Cool. But did did you agree yeah, with what I said um, though? That could also be at the driving because that's what I heard straight away. Oh, I'm a yeah, big we, fan. So well. well Okay, so we don't we don't really know. I mean, I've heard them, but I just don't know their music that well, so I can't sort of yeah, I can't comment. So yeah, yeah. have a um, listen, have a listen, and you'll know what I mean. That's actually really interesting to make that tangent. Then, if you haven't heard the band or not really dived deep, deep dived into their music, because 
that's very yeah, technical yeah. music that they're playing as well. It's bloody hard to play. A lot of time changes. Yeah, I've I've seen them live and I and um like on TV and stuff like that, but I I don't know their recordings kind of thing. So yeah, but um yeah, no, just it's uh, it's all about riffs, isn't it? That's what metal is. It's, they've got, totally, you got to yeah. you got to put effort into your riffs, and they've got to make sense going in and out. Like you, you can't just have a great riff and then go somewhere that's hmm. not that great. So, <laughs> so you, yeah. you you can write a tune, no doubt about that. So, have you ever been approached? Have you ever thought about offering lessons or mentorship to bands that are coming up and coming through? Uh, uh, no, not really. Um, I, I, I mean, like, I've, I've got a project studio myself. I, I mean, I just did a demo for a younger band that's, um, that's local, like, they're, like, 19. Sounds like, sounds I'm, like I'm you're already doing it. Like <laughs> yeah, well, uh, not really, but a little bit. Like, you know, but they come in and it's this thing, like, they're just, like, shredding and I'm sort of, wow, I wish I could play lead guitar like that. And hmm. But, you know, you, I mean, you say a couple of little things, like a little bit of, you know, guidelines and, you know, just hmm. little things like that. I suppose you help out, but... um. Yeah, no, nah, not really. Haven't really got the time. I've, I've got two children myself, so I've got to sort of teach them about life. So yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. It's an interesting one. The balance isn't it? I, I mean, I, I think we all struggle with the balance on that front. There, we just do our best. You know, you know, you do the the handover yeah. with the wife when I'm walking through the door. She must go get dinner ready or whatever it is. Yeah, okay, and then she's out the door to whatever whatever she needs to do for a job or what have you. And I tend to be fairly mobile um, since I left my career at Telstra, and I'm doing a number of things these days. Um, and yeah. one of them is a musician. The other thing, I've got a startup recruitment business, and of course, the music journalism. Doing this, this has taken up all tonight. I've got I've got Uncle Al from Ministry after you, actually. So that'll be interesting. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. so just it's a big balancing act, isn't it? But it's in, in it's a massive ballet event. It's a massive ballet. You know, it's yeah, it's huge. It's I mean, especially if you want to play, you know. Um, thrash metal or death metal or something like that which requires time to practice and um you know and keep it at a, a certain standard you're playing um I, I mean i suppose you need to devote i mean well, I, I do anyway <laughs> i think i'm a slow learner but i def, you know i mean you definitely have to mm. devote a, a couple of hours to guitar a day i suppose to, on to, to try and stay on top of it so i mean you know there's there's no there's no good getting on stage um I mean, we're playing with Overkill next week, you know, so... You are indeed. We're at 170 Russell, yeah, which is going to be great. Um, with Harlot, another um, band that, that pushes really hard. And, it's a great lineup down great in Melbourne. Band. It's With all due respect to the yeah. other cities, that's probably the pick of the lineups, actually, I've got to tell you. Yeah, it's going to be a great night. So, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you've got to get up there and and do it. So, you've got to be on top of it, I suppose. So, yeah, mm. it is a big juggling act, but what do you do? You've just got to do it. Yeah, and it, look, kudos to you for, for you know, with same age. So it's hard. People don't realise you lose energy when you get older, don't you? For those that are listening that are in their twenties, oh. you do lose energy. Sometimes I get home and I'm just beat. I've got nothing. Coffee doesn't help. Oh, definitely. You know, it's no. <laughs> it actually exacerbates sleep it. <laughs> sleep, sleep there does. Just seems, there just seems to be a lack of that at this age. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what's but, your um, what's your day job if you don't mind me asking? Me, uh, yeah, I, I do. I work in civil on the rail, so geez, that's physical. I'm operating work. it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm operating at the moment and driving a bit, so I'm not just on the ground as much. But things can change, and next minute, you know, I'll, mm. I'll be in a trench laying some pipe. But you know, what do you do? Mm. That's it. 
Indeed, mate. All right, um, I'm almost at the time where I wrap things up, but uh, a couple more questions. Uh, this is a bit of a yep. broader question, but what are your plans for the next five years with the band? Oh, just keep going. I mean, we we love, we want to we want to get another album out. I mean, um, mm. that's the go. We'll we'll just uh, we'll play a few more shows locally, I suppose, um, and then yeah, we've all talked about it, and we're just going to push to you know get the, another hour of music together. And I mean, you've got to you've got to think about it too. You can't sort of just talk about it and next minute four years goes past you've got to you yeah. know it's got to make sense it's got to come out and you know another another two years kind of thing so hmm. you have to work on it and um i mean I, I don't think we can we can't go berserk and and and, and you know and start touring flat out and all that stuff but hmm. we'll play as much as we can locally and, and out of state and get another album going and and just try and outdo i suppose the the ep and i mean that's the goal Hmm. We'll just keep trying improving and um and we'll just stay traditional i suppose it'll just be that that thrash that that 80s thrash metal early you know 90s death metal yeah. kind of thing going on and and it won't it won't go anywhere out from that and we'll just try and keep it exciting keep it fun keep it fast and you know that's it good on you mate we'll keep please keep doing what you've been doing as i say i think it's an extraordinary uh, you know, I know, I know there's a cover in there, but an extraordinary four tracks. You know, the three tracks, three original tracks are just bangers, mate. The gym music, their driving music, their music to put on in the background um, as I'm driving the kids to school. You know, it's just great music to have on in the background. It's just great heavy metal music. It's the type that Judas Priest produced on, uh, like the type that Judas Priest produced on um, Screaming for Vengeance, for example. Um, it's got the same energy <laughs> as what uh, Number of the Beast has. That's mate, that's how good it is, really. That's what I'm hearing. And as I say, I'm a long-time listener. And I get that a lot of people won't get to listen to it because you're somewhere near the underground, but the quality of the release as an overall unit deserves to be listened by a shitload more people that'll actually, than will actually listen to it. Well, thanks very much for that. Thanks very much. That's cool. Like, I mean, we actually, I mean, we recorded it ourselves as well. Like, mm. we had to do it like that because of, um, just because of time, like, to, yep. you know, just to sort of nut it out, um, you know, because it, 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 there is a bit going on and just to make sure that all the, we're playing, you know, the, the riffs right and, mm. and then listening to bits and pieces. So, I mean, we just couldn't go and spend 10 days, you know, to take off work and do it like that. We had to do it after work and on weekends and, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and totally. all that kind mm. of thing to get it done. But, um, yeah, well, anyway, thanks a lot, man. It means tapes hearing that kind of stuff. That's cool. So it makes, you know, makes it worthwhile when someone says something like that, I suppose. So, no, wonderful. Um, deserve, deserve feedback. And, mate, the final question I'll ask you is for those listening, if they want to get into your music, how do they do that? And, of course, you've got a Facebook presence, haven't you? Yeah, of course. So just, I suppose, our Facebook um, and, uh, you know, we've got an online store and just like all the normal stuff. Um, and, I mean, the easiest way, I, I mean, the easiest way to do it is just type in Diablaze. I don't think there's anyone else called no, you're Diablaze. Yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It took us a while to work that name out. And <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're pretty happy with that. So if you just type in Diablaze, we'll come up. So it's pretty cool. Hope to see you up here sooner rather than later, mate. Congratulations again and thank no you so worries. much. No worries. We'd love to get up there. We'll see how we go. Hmm. All right, mate. Well, I'll certainly be in the audience when you come up. <laughs> Thanks very much. Cheers. No worries, brother. Thank you.
You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Jimmy Rose, the bloke at the centre of Melbourne thrash outfit Die Blaze. Thank you so much for listening.